City Sports, your number one for all sporting results. And the Freebooters troops were in action earlier on. They were in McCallman Cup action. East End United were the opponents. This game played out in Bennis Bridge. And Shawnee Dial, a good day for the lads in blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, good win. Um, uh, comfortable, to be fair. Uh, we scored early. Emma Nugent, our, our recent signing, Scott, is up and running. And it was 1 0 for a long time, but we scored two quick goals just on half time. And that kind of put the game to bed so it allowed us to make five, uh, four changes at half time then yeah and, and that's beneficial in the sense of securing the game but even when you think about the league games that are coming up to, to try those lads and bring them on and see where they're at uh, both uh, in terms of fitness and ability wise yeah we had a couple of lads that hadn't played in a while they were injured and they got a good 45-50 minutes in the second half with a bit of extra time um, but look it was a good game um, in fairness East End um Sully out there, the manager, they, they, they were very competitive um, um, and they never got frustrated, they never got dirty, and like that, they, they just played the game as they should be and look, we were to be fair, we were just too strong for them and um, we got a fourth one, I think it was about five minutes into the second half and to be fair, the game petered out really after that, you know, there wasn't much in it like. Yeah, and looking at the season then at large, Shawnee, where are freebooters? I know it's it's a bit of a different dynamic this year. There's less games to be played in the league. Um, so I suppose in one sense it gives you more preparation for certain games and in another, maybe a loss of momentum at times when there's not games week after week. Yeah, yeah, we went. To, we, that was only our third game, I think, since just before Christmas. Now that's some of it our own fault. We had looked for weekends off. But look, we're in the Shield semi-finals. We're in the... Six in the McCalmon Cup we're in the last 32 at Leinster and we still have four league games and we know if we win the four of we'll have a playoff against Evergreen if they win their games so look we have a we still in four out of five competitions we entered at the start of the year and we're happy enough to be at that and um, we bridge United next Sunday a very very tough game they're going really well bridge Connor English is doing a great job with them um, in uh, and the week after we're away on a Friday night we think in Dublin against River Valley and Leinster so it, it's um, it's a big few weeks for us you know to stay in these competitions Yeah very much so Shawnee and um, away this morning and a good win but Scanlon Park and the watershed has been your home for the season for reasons everyone is aware of at the moment um, how have you found that and how have the team more importantly found that whole experience? Uh, it's a bit strange like I, I think I said to you before like basically every game's an away game you know we're used to playing in the green but look um, we're delighted the watershed took us in and um, looked after us and the pitch is in good nick up there but the fair green is not too far away um, they have all the drainage done they won't be far off starting to lay stuff on it and we're hoping the game's at the end of the season in it um, we just can't wait to get back to the green um, but yeah look the watershed have been good the, the pitch is in good nick Um but look, let's be honest, we're not professional footballers or anything like that. Home and away, to me personally, at junior level, locally, shouldn't make much difference, to be to tell the truth. You know, all pitches are decent now, so I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference home and away, that's being honest. Yeah, and then final word, Shawnee, the McCallman Cup and the next round now approaches. Uh, Evergreen, surprise last weekend in many people's eyes going out to a Fort Rangers. So uh, when you look at it from that point of view, and not to be disrespectful to any other club, it's certainly open for anybody to take that title now. Oh, absolutely, but uh, we're actually playing for it in the next round. Um, and you'll I mean, be wary. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, and the result last week kind of sharpened us up going down to the East End game that there's no, that you're, you have no divine right to win. Um, Fort will be a, a tough game. Um, they played really well by all accounts against Evergreen last week. And Fort are good size. They're, they're, they're battle-hardened. Um, no one ever hammers them. You know, they're always there, thereabouts. Um, so it's a tough battle. But look, I presume everyone will think they can win it you know and that's the way you should go into every season thinking you can win it and we're no different than everything else we would be hoping to be in the semi-final final of that every year but um, we have a really really tough game against Fort in a few weeks and, and we'll be on our toes yeah I have no doubt but the next round beckons for freebooters Shawnee always yeah. appreciate your time thanks for taking the call Absolutely, Liam. Thanks so much. No bother. Take care. That's uh, Shawnee Dial giving the freebooters angle on their 4-0 victory over East End United earlier on today. The results uh, so far, we will be talking to more of our reporters uh, as the afternoon as the afternoon goes by. Easy for me to say. Um, in Division 1, it finished St. Canis's 2, Lions 2. In Division 2, Evergreen Sea defeated St. John's by 2 goals to 1. And Freshford Town defeated Thomastown United B by 2 goals to 0. In Division 3, it finished New Park 5, River Rangers B2. While Ashawnee told us there, Freebooters 4 0 winners on the road at East End United. Sunday Music and Sport is sponsored by Country Style Foods. Okay, and we're going to keep the sporting theme going this afternoon. It was Leinster Junior Cup Day for Evergreen and Thomastown. We'll hear how Evergreen shaped up shortly. They were 4-3 down to Ashburn when last we checked in. More about that after five. But Thomastown took on Banger Celtic this afternoon. It went to extra time. It went to penalties. And I'm delighted to say manager Paul Dempsey should be on the line. A very good evening to you, Paul. Hi, Liam. How's things? Not too bad. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Paul. And uh, that penalty shootout, thankfully, went your way. I did in the end, Liam, yeah. It was nervous enough there. Uh, there was nothing between the two teams, I suppose, in the full 90 minutes there and extra time. And sure, like everyone knows, the penalty shootout then is the lottery, really. But in fairness to the, to the five boys, they stepped up and, and Jack Cullen there saved one as well. So we are just delighted to go over the line in the end, yeah. Yeah, uh, the game itself nil nil. Sometimes they can be dour and unwatchable. Other times they can be full of tension. Um, what was it like today from your perspective? I was definitely full of tension. Right? <laughs> too, too much at times. Just but, a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was very little between the teams and fairness. They probably had the better of the chances in the first half. Um, we kind of had a couple in the second half, but like I said, it was fairly even enough throughout the game. Like you know, and uh, look, extra time, I suppose. Just kind of saw the twenty minutes out. Really, both teams were nearly out in their feet like at that stage. So, um, yeah, it was very little between the teams. But once we got the penalties, we were confident the boys had finished the job. Did there come a stage in extra time where you felt the penalties were coming, and maybe uh, you got that bit more defensive and accepted that it was going to go that way? Uh, not really. No, I mean it was probably too open at times to be honest with you because um, there was chances there and we felt you know there was chances but you're always you know taking that chance risk too like of leaving yourself open like but I think both teams were kind of set up the same which counteracted each other really like so we weren't overly concerned really to be honest because we, we were solid enough defensively all through like so no we're, we were we're happy enough now the way they went and you're on to the into the next round now of the competition I suppose it's a case of enjoying today like when you go through a long battle like today you, you have to really enjoy it but then during the week it's all systems go for the next round it is yeah we're in the last 16 now which is massive like for us you know and as a team like but um, we're definitely going to enjoy it alright and we'll get back training Tuesday night and then we'll we look forward to the next game whether that's a league game or a cup game but 
Yeah, we'll enjoy it for the next couple of days, that's for sure. Yeah, well, Paul, no doubt we'll have more on this on our soccer programme offside on Tuesday evening, but can I thank you very much for taking the call and pass on our congratulations to everyone involved. Well done. Well, of course, yeah, appreciate that. Thanks very much. Right, the big stories locally in local soccer today. Well, freebooters are true to the next round of the McCalman Cup after a 4-0 away victory at East End United. Thomastown are through to the next round of the Leinster Junior Cup. They drew nil all with Banger FC but won 5-4 on penalties. And uh, Gary Marr, we'll hear from Gary at a later date. I know he's bitterly disappointed. Uh, Evergreen bowing out of the Leinster Junior Cup today. Uh, they lost out by five goals to three in a cracking game but uh, no doubt we'll get more details on that as the day Go by and well, this was uh, line, line, lines uh, from Doro versus St. Conis's and uh, a rivalry that developed uh, a new KDL ri- rivalry that has developed over two seasons. Both teams promoted from Division Two football last year, and uh, I suppose they didn't disappoint the spectators on the physical aspect. It's a, it's, it's a game that saw eight yellow cards, one red, a penalty, and four goals. So. Uh, it was uh, all 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 guns blazing in the water barracks this uh, this morning, Liam. A very important game for Canis nonetheless, albeit it was not um uh, Dean Celtic they were playing, but uh within the opening five minutes both teams went uh, hammer and tongs and uh I suppose the, the the red card came before any of the other uh, yellow cards. Uh Connor Deegan and uh Joseph Zabri uh met for the first time uh, Deegan went in uh, fully fledged uh, and left nothing behind him in, in a tackle and I suppose the the reaction from Joseph Zabry Canis's, uh player left referee Vinnie Kiley uh, with no option only to send him to the line and I suppose we've bec- we, we become accustomed to Canis's being uh, an attacking football team that like to play from the back but uh, within those opening five minutes Eddie Clifford had to resort to a plan B where they uh, they had to change their formation and I suppose they they, they set back and uh, let let lines come at them. Most of the play uh, leaned in around the middle of the field and I suppose it wasn't uh, very much for a, a football enthusiast uh, for the opening 30 minutes because uh, it was very start stop football um, with lots of frees and 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 throws. But uh, it took Hannes' 30 minutes uh, to use Plan B and that was to break out of the defence. Uh, Johnny Mack. Uh, comfortable on on a, on a Lions corner, broke out of the fence and found uh, Divine uh, Macaru, who uh, turned his man and gave a first time ball uh, to Mark Flynn. Mark Flynn turned Cottle uh, Jordan and found himself one on one with the goalkeeper, uh, the Lions goalkeeper Evan Pigeon, and uh, Canis is open to scoring uh, within 33 minutes of the uh, first half. But again, it resulted back to Canis sitting sitting back and letting Lions come at him. Uh, so both the, the teams went in. It was one nil to Canis's, uh, uh after after the first forty five minutes. Uh, came out the second half then and newly signed uh, Dean Carnally, uh, who really has settled in at the club. Uh, it was his first game in the water barracks, second game in total. But uh, he had a great game overall. But uh, he made a small small mistake within the opening uh, five minutes of the second half and uh, took down Dara Kelly. Uh, in the Canis's box and uh, referee Vinnie Kiley was on hand to award Lyme's a uh, penalty that penalty was taken by uh, Daniel Corcoran and he uh, convincingly put the ball to the left of Shane O'Brien who had gone the wrong way so it was 1-1 one, 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 uh, within the first 50 minutes uh, the game then died again it was, it was, it was very much uh, the ball in the air 
and unless you were uh, a Lions or a, a Canis' supporter, there was no real excitement in the game. Uh, Canis is again in the 60, with, with, with 15 minutes to go in the 75th minute uh, broke out of defence. Uh, this time, Ushing Carr left the ball out to uh, Mark Flynn. Uh, Mark Flynn let the ball on to uh, Michael Flifford and Michael uh, beat two defenders and uh, found the net. Uh, Canis probably felt at that stage that, that the, the, the two on were comfortable enough heading into the last 10 minutes they dealt with most of what Lions had uh, thrown at them but uh, a, a wonder goal from uh, Aaron Grady it was uh, a, a, Lions, a Lions corner that was cleared out of defence by Darren Hayes uh, it met it met with uh, sorry uh, Aaron, Aaron Grady <coughs> he was halfway between the halfway line and the Canis's uh, uh, the Canis's goal and he let fly with a right footed shot that I don't think even in form uh, David De Gea would have got to hit the top corner and that made it 2-2 um, Canis probably would have been ha- happy with that result after going down to 10 men but lines were uh, were, were, were uh, hunting for blood but uh, again Canis uh, broke out of the fence won a corner and the last play of the game Michael Clifford thought he'd he'd uh, he secured the game for Canisys, and I think was agreed by Lions. It was a corner kick that wasn't dealt with by defender or attacker. Uh, it looked like it had crossed over the line, uh, but goalkeeper uh, goalkeeper uh, Evan Pigeon for Lions got two hands to it. It looked clear that it, 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 it had crossed over the line, but I suppose without. Without VAR or any technology, uh, referee Vinnie Kiley had uh, no option. He wasn't certain whether the ball had cleared the line. And uh, Canis has denied a goal that I think on, on, on any other given day could have been awarded. But it uh, was a great rattle in the, in, in, in the water barracks this morning. But there you go, lines after taking uh, uh, two points away from Canis with, with, with the final uh, running of the league. So... Uh, no, no, no trophies given yet, Liam. I know you refer to going down to ten men, and you have to take that into account. But is that little bit of frustration and disappointment there that in that promotion push you drop points against, uh, with all due respect to Lions, a team that isn't a, a direct opposition when it comes to going up to the Premier Division? No, Liam. And uh, I spoke with Eddie Clifford after the game, and I suppose he 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 felt they had dealt with 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 all that was put in front of him going down to ten men. He resorted to a. Uh, to a, to a plan B and and, and Canis has looked comfortable in it and but look this this is a league um, you know it's it's, it's a division one is very competitive nobody could take anything for granted I mean Evergreen B took uh, Highview for a lesson yesterday with a with, with a four nil victory uh, Ormond Villa beat Lions last week so all teams at the moment have been uh, beating each other it looks like Canis's and uh, Dean Celtic. Uh, will be the two teams that will push for promotion but which of the two are going to go up with a, with a trophy under their belt is uh, it's right it's going to go right down to the wire Liam City Sports your number one for all sporting results 